What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. Back to you on our normal night Sunday. Um, back with my, as always, the coaches in the house with my co-host, Don. What's going on, man? What's good? How y'all doing? It's Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully y'all being safe. Hopefully y'all not eating too much pork. But anyways, I'm glad <laughs> if you're joining us live, I'm glad you're joining us. If you're watching this um, video at a later uh, time, I'm glad you um, took the time out to watch watch us. Um, once again, we're um, now on Spotify. So if you don't want to listen to the um, show live or on YouTube, you can join us on uh, Spotify. The link is in the description. We also on Google uh, Podcast. That link is in the description as well. Um, so if you new to this channel, that's the subscribe button. Hit it. You know, subscribe to the channel. Also share this video, share our content with your friends and let them know to subscribe to us as well. And please put all your comments and questions um, on the video uh, for our video as well. We will get back with you guys normally within the 12, 24 hour notice uh, time frame. And um, if you have any questions, just you know, hit us up in the comment section or hit us up on one of our social media sites. We on Twitter, we on uh, Facebook, we on Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And all those links are in the description as well. And as always, come holler. Come holler. At your hometown. At your hometown sports podcast. Sports podcast. <laughs> uh, we have a special guest with us today. Um, go ahead, Don. Go ahead. No, I was going to say what you going to say. Go ahead. Uh, um, Benjamin, on our show, you always introduce yourself and let them know what you're about and where they can find your stuff at. So, uh, Benjamin, right. go ahead and introduce yourself to, to our people. All right. Uh, well, my name is Ben Tankersley. I'm one of the site managers, uh, site managers over at From the Rumble Seat, uh, which is the Georgia Tech affiliate for SB Nation. Um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at FTRSBen. Uh, you can also follow uh, the website on Twitter at FTRS blog. Um, uh, thank y'all for having me. I'm excited to get going with this. Thanks for coming on. Glad you could be on tonight. Glad you could be on tonight. All right. I guess, and as always, we'll run down the uh, weekend sports done. All right. So, Atlanta United, we played this Friday in Salt Lake against Real Salt Lake, and we lost that game two to one. It's a trend. It's a trend. If we give up the first goal, we're gonna end up losing. And I hate to sound it. I hate to sound like that. But you know, that's been a trend on a Frank DeBoer. And I don't know if that trend um, I'm gonna have to go look back at um when Tata was here. I wanna know if that's a is that's just Atlanta United problem or is it a Frank DeBoer problem? But um but yeah, we we gonna have to start scoring first if we go end up winning these uh, rest of these games of the season. So, but um, but yeah, but like we have Atlanta United, they got a long week next week. They got like I think three games they got to play, and I'm going to I'm going to the game. Yep, I'm going to the um the, the match against um Chicago um Chicago Fire. So I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go to that game this Saturday. So y'all wanna. Um, meet up with me or, you know, want to take a picture or want to just holler at me, hey, I'll be in the house. I'll be in Mercedes-Benz that evening. So. 
Go ahead and do All that. right. Also, on last week, uh, the Atlanta Dream, Atlanta Dream season is getting started. On Friday, they took on Dallas and Atlanta Dream. They were winners of that one, 76 to 72. All right. All right. And then the Braves. Braves had a good week. Um, I really thought we was going to struggle against San Francisco, but we did good against them. Um, Monday, we played them, and we won 4-1. to Tuesday, um, they beat us 4-3. Wednesday we came back and we beat them two to nine. The bats was hot that night. Um, Thursday we wrapped up the series um, against them uh, four to five, and we won that game. And then Friday uh, went to St. Louis and we won that game uh, five to two. And then yesterday, um, yeah, um, <laughs> three we did not win that game. And right now, uh, last time I checked, uh, St. Louis is winning that game one to zero. So, um, also some news um, in Braves camp. Austin Riley, he's on pace to win uh, the National League Rookie of the Year. Um, he, I think, recorded what four home runs so far, and he only been in, what been playing for like two weeks now. Um, Dansby, he had a back-to-back home runs on on Friday night. He had two home runs Friday night against um, St. Louis. And then we also uh, made um, a transit a transaction. We traded pitchers uh, Viz and uh, Jesse uh, Biddle to Seattle for our re- the relief. Um, Anthony uh, Swarzik, I think I'm, I don't know if I'm saying that name right or not. But yeah, but now we have a relief pitcher. Um, I'm kind of upset that we uh, we traded away Viz because I like Viz when he was uh, closing the games out for us. But you know he's on, he's on he's on injury reserve, so they said what's the point of him pretty much staying on the payroll if he ain't doing nothing? So I kind of you know, understand that that move. Um, also, AJC they pretty much uh, leaked the news that SunTrust Park will be hosting uh, the 2021 MLB All Star Game. The official announcement will come sometime this week. So that's that's a great move. Just think about all the the major sports events Atlanta have hosted so far. Um, we hosted what we hosted in 2018. We hosted the what um, the uh, college football uh, championship game. We just hosted the Super Bowl this year. Next year we're hosting the Final Four. Um, and then in 2021 we got the um, MLB All Star Game. I don't think we need it in 2020 is just to get an NBA All-Star game when we say, you know, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've been a lot of yeah. we've been we've been getting these um major sporting events in town, and that's that's been a great thing. But you know, I'll take some championships over hosting something any day of the week. <laughs> that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, what Hawks do um this week? Uh, not much in Hawks news. Um, Trey Young was making the media rounds, and um, he said a couple times. I saw he said a couple times on a couple media shows this year that uh, this week. I'm sorry, free agents. You're a free agent. Come to Atlanta. Trey will get you the ball. Basically, um, he's putting the word out there. Uh, come play in Atlanta. I get you the ball. I'm not trying to be selfish. Um, so uh, Trey is doing the main recruiting for the Hawks right now. As he should, you know, <laughs> as he should, he should be politicking right now to get some of these, you know, 
high profile free agents to come here. So we can um we're gonna be contenders next year. It just all depends on how far we're gonna get into the playoffs. You know, can we beat, you know, Boston? Can we beat Toronto? You know, can we beat Milwaukee? Speaking of that, I got a lot of smoke. Um I guess this morning and last night, I guess we're well, making fun of uh, Coach Bud, him losing uh, <laughs> against the uh, Raptors. And some people pretty much saying, oh, well, I was for Bud and don't do that. Why are you being so petty? I'm saying to myself, see, this is the problem. We, we're not about to do this. Like, I'm so sick of these passive fans. Stop being so passive all the time. Like, this is the reason why these other major sports outlets do not respect us because they see us as being soft. Am I am I'm lying? Am I lying? Yeah. Like, we got to stop doing this. Like, you know, I was it was a joke, and you and, and and to be honest with you, him and Shanahan. I can care less. I hope they both be failures wherever they go. You know, like you had an opportunity to win here in Atlanta and you did not want to be here. And when you was here, he was getting he was interviewing other te- he was interviewing other teams while he was still coaching with us. That's it that's not right. You know, it's how he that's why I don't like coach but I lost all respect, all credibility for him because of how he handled the situation. Well, he should have did. He should have just resigned and said, I'm done. You know, I, I've done all I can for Atlanta. And then you could have went out and, and interviewed other uh, head coaching jobs. But I'm done on that. All right. Falcons um, this week. Um, Stephen Means, he's out for, the, um, out for the season with the Achilles injury. Now, a lot of people are pretty much upset about that, pretty much saying oh, the injury bug is coming back again. So, um, you know, it's Stephen Me. I'm not saying Stephen Means. I'm not trying to downplay him. But, you know, there's a lot of, like, players right now are in training camp and in OTAs right now. And Stephen Means is, is a replaceable player. Let's be honest with ourselves. You know, he's a replaceable player. He's not like a Vic Beasley or um, DJ Sonata, Grady Jarrett. Like, He's replaceable. Um, OTAs also began earlier this week. I'm not going to get into the fiasco of which player did not show up for um, voluntary camp. It's voluntary, and I made a video about that already. So you want to talk about that? There's a video we just did, I believe, on Thursday or Wednesday sometime this week. So go check that out. And then put your comments in that um, in, in that video as well. Also, mini count will begin on June 11th. So, in a couple of weeks, mini count will uh, will start. I'm gonna try my best to get out there. Um, I normally try to go every year. So, all right. Um, what happened to college? Uh, what happened to college? What happened to UGA, Mario? Uh, well, the UGA baseball team they lost in the semifinals of the um, conference championship yesterday. And on the football side, uh, UGA got another commitment. Jalen Carter, a defensive tackle out of Apopka, Florida, uh, 6'4", 300. I believe he's going to be like a three technique. Um, he com- made uh, UGA – he gave UGA their 10th commitment um, yesterday. Uh, where he's ranked 
is crazy because before he committed yesterday, uh, I want to say once he committed, 247 shot him up like 50, 50 something rankings or whatnot. So, uh, but regardless, right. uh, you just, I hear you. Uh, just that sounds about right. Yeah, they shot him up. Yeah, after, of course, after he signs with UGA, they shot him up way up. But, uh, um, and Dewan Mathis, freshman quarterback, early enrollee. Uh, he, he went emergency surgery to remove a cyst from his brain, expected to make a full recovery, expected to rejoin the team. Um, I'm not sure about the timeline, but uh, scary stuff, man, scary stuff. Emergency surgery to remove a cyst from his brain, but said he's doing okay, full recovery, and he re he will rejoin the team um, this year, is from what I'm understanding. I'm not sure when, but, yeah, they say he'll be he'll be back out there. I'm glad they got that taken care of before, before like, um, camp and everything. Yeah, it was nasty. Oh, man. That's, man. That's, that's, that's scary. For real, exactly. Yes. Um, um, we take, yeah, we're going to talk. Go that, uh, our show is uh, pretty much is uh, surrounding Georgia Tech. So um, before we talk, start talking about Tech. going to incorporate that. Hmm. Okay, we're just going to incorporate it all. Yeah, we're going to incorporate it all together. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, before we get into the topic, I want to say hi to the people in the uh, in the chat. Uh, Tiff Rain, she said, happy Memorial Day, happy Memorial Day to you as well. Um, our boy Devontae, he in the chat, how you doing? He said, glad to see you, okay, Mario. And then, uh, Powell, yeah, I had a little uh, scare myself yesterday, thank you. Yeah, we, it was scary, he hit me up, man, I was like, man, I'm thinking like, do I need to drive up there and see you? Like, <laughs> I, was, I was afraid too. But he he well man he you know he a tough he, East Atlanta you know East Atlanta strong you know. <laughs> <laughs> the seats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pound for pound. Oh, uh, he said what what up fam? I don't know if this uh Toby D or if this uh Jr. Clark. If it's one of y'all, both of y'all was good to y'all. Um, Tiff Rain said go Braves yeah go Braves. Hopefully they win tonight. Bullpen can hold, you know, hold the Cardinals to this one run if they still got one run. I don't know. I haven't looked at the score yet. Um, Jonathan Folsky, he uh, was good, man. He said the first player that came to your mind about not to be uh, replaced with Vic Bees. I like Bees and and all, but he's definitely not my first thought. We ain't doing that today. We not. We not about to start talking about. We ain't doing that today. We not. Yeah, the show is not. It's not the Vic Beasley show. We talking about Georgia Tech, man. All right, uh, Pound Price says Toby D. Yeah, what's good, Toby D? Glad you could join us. I know you're a Bulldog fan, man, but we talking about Georgia Tech. So hopefully you can stay around and um and um you know 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 what's going on and um on the Tech campuses. Um, I got a question for Ben right out the gate. Okay. It's, it's, it's not necessarily on the sheet, but just right out the gate. Okay. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I, I've asked this question several times, um, and I actually know a few of the kids. Actually, I know personally a couple of the kids who've already committed to Tech under the new staff, and I've heard it from them. What is the main difference you get between Coach Collins' staff and Coach – uh, Coach Johnson's staff, couldn't even remember his name. And, you know, obviously I don't mean philosophy. I just mean the feel in the building around the program. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not sure it could be more different. Um, with Jeff Collins, it's 
I will say I am a big fan of Paul Johnson. Uh, what he did at Georgia Tech in his 11 years, big fan. Okay. But what Jeff Collins has been able to do just in these few months, he's been able to spark excitement that I, that I personally have never seen around Georgia Tech. Um, and just like everything I've read about him, I've liked him more and more. Uh, I'll be honest, he was not my first choice. Um, I was hoping for Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator for Clemson. Okay. Um, yeah. That didn't happen. Um, personally, I'm happy we didn't get uh, Ken Wisenhunt, but I, I think Todd Stansberry made the right choice. Yeah, Ken. I, I, I know Ken wasn't. Uh, he went to Tech back in the day, but I really, I really like Collins. Ken wasn't. Oh, yeah. I don't think that'll. I don't think that would have worked for him. I would have seen that would have pretty much been like a, a Jim Harbaugh move. And I'm a Michigan fan, by the way. And like I'm right now, <laughs> I'm still trying to trust the process. But it's been four years, and you haven't even beat Ohio State yet. Come on now, like I'm, I'm getting now. I'm, I'm becoming impatient. Oh, hey, he doesn't have to worry about uh, Urban Meyer anymore. Well, yeah, you can <laughs> about that, but they still they still recruiting, and we not. So, but um, but yeah, going back to Tech, but um, I think Collins is a good move. The one thing that you didn't mention is what he brought to this uh, football program is culture. He brought oh, yeah. the culture back, the excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one thing that um, it's hard to tell at this point. Um, but one of the biggest issues I had under um, or with Paul Johnson's staff, um, just the in, like the position coaches were not always the best about things like player development. Uh, whereas with this new staff, you bring in a veteran coach like Brent Key, who's considered one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the wide receiver coach, Kerry Dixon, um, used to be at Florida, used to be at Toledo had a wide receiver get drafted in the second or third round this year. Like you've already seen evidence of the players that they've developed and bringing that to together at Georgia tech uh, between that and the recruiting ability. It's going to be exciting to watch. Um, I, I like to ask this to both of you guys, actually do, you know, some people believe that, Tech, you can expect to win the ACC or compete in the ACC every few years. It's not perennial. You're not going to be year in and year out with the academic requirements. You have some people that say that's a bunch of crap. Uh, other schools are doing it. Which, which do both of you guys believe? Do you believe that? Do you believe that Tech could win consistently nine, ten games every year, or Tech should just expect to win that nine, ten games? every three, four, five years. What do you guys think? I fully believe they can win nine, ten games every year. Um, obviously, the ACC is kind of on hold right now with uh, Clemson and the run that they are. Um, but personally, I like to believe that Jeff Collins has what it takes to at least challenge Clemson for that. Now, I say that that's going to be a few years down the road. Um, and I guess that's my one warning to Tech fans. Uh, temper your expectations. Because we're not going to go out August 29th and upset Clemson. It's not going to happen. They <laughs> they may very well win by 40 points. Um, yeah. It's a process. Um, but Stay I think Jeff Collins is the right guy. What do you think, Don? Nine or ten games this year? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think we're going to win. They're not winning nine or ten games this season. No, no, no. I don't mean I don't mean this year. I mean, in a couple of years, can can Tech win consistently nine or ten? Or should they expect uh, to win six or seven and nine every once in a while? 
It all depends on recruiting. It all depends on if they can get some five-star, four-star players there and coach them up and develop them, then yeah, they can they can they can easily win nine, ten games. Easily. Like like we said, we gotta we gotta see how Coach Collin and how he can develop these players. Now yeah. keep in mind we're not running that whatever offense Johnson was running anymore. They are running pro style offense now. So now, you know, the offense now is not going to be predictable anymore. So when they play against other teams in the ACC, like they're going to be trying to figure out what Georgia State's identity is going to be this year. They can ease. I'm pretty sure I'm calling it now. We're going to get. They're going to get a bowl bid this season. It's optimistic. Yeah. Um. I. I'm one of those people that I believe it can be done because uh, Notre Dame's doing it, Stanford's doing it, and I also saw Bobby Ross and and George O'Leary do it. So I'm one of those that I don't, you know, I don't believe it can't be done because I've seen it done in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I've seen it done here. So I, I, I remember the 91 National Championship. I mean, I remember it. I was around, you know, I was old enough to remember. So uh, George O'Leary had it cooking here in the mid-90s before he left. Um, so I, I, I've seen it done here. It can be done again. So I believe that it absolutely can be done. It's a little harder, but it can be done. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, talking about the offense, how do y'all think with the team struggle, um, moving from, um, to that pro style? Um, I mean, uh, I I know they'll struggle a little bit because you know, uh, being you know, I have, I have a, my uh, oldest son is a junior in high school going through recruiting, so I've been down to Tech, been around, and some of his buddies have been recruited Tech, so I've been around in the building and seen the players. Um, the offensive linemen at Tech aren't as big as the offensive lineman that you see around the country. And that's part of because in, in Coach Johnson's style, he used more athletic linemen. Linemen had to be able to move and run. They weren't these road graders. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to take a minute to replenish because you're talking about offensive line. You're talking about you're going to play eight guys on Saturday. That's your you know, core so that's your, that's your offense right there. So if you don't have the offensive linemen, then you're not going to you're not going to do it. So, and we're going to play eight eight to nine guys on Saturday on the old line, especially early in the season when it's hot. So we aren't talking about replacing one or two guys. You're talking about replacing a whole unit. And just like Ben said, it's, it's, it's going to take some time to do that. So I believe the biggest struggles are going to be on the offensive line. Uh, and that's obviously not going to help a quarterback as well. And that's obviously not going to help the quarterback. Yeah, yeah uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, that op- That transition on the offensive line is – it's going to be the reason Tech is either good or not good this year. Um, yeah. They had a big loss with uh, Parker Braun, decided to transfer out for his final season. Yeah. Um, but they do have a couple transfers that came in. Uh, Jared Southers this year, Jake DeFore a uh, year or two ago. Uh, I think this offensive line or this offensive style is a little bit more suited for what DeFore did. Uh, he transferred in mm-hmm. from Ole Miss. Um, I think he'll start. I think Southers will start. Their guard, he played at a Vandy the last few years. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens. Um, 
I'll reserve judgment till we see them play someone that's not Clemson. All right. All right. So we, we're going to end this football question. We're going to start talking about other sports, baseball and basketball at Georgia Tech campus. Now, I'm going to be the moderator in this, okay? Because I have board up. My, coach, coach, he's a Bulldog fan and you're a Tech fan. Uh -oh. I'm neither. But I have ties because most of my family are Bulldog fans, but I have one cousin and like she the only one who but me and her we both got college education i went to a different school but she graduated from tech shouts out to my cousin uh ken uh, dr kenzie um i'm gonna share this video with you love you um I do georgia, like georgia versus georgia tech this thanksgiving this thanksgiving who who's winning uh everybody in the chat everybody in the chat tell me your uh, results I say UGA for for the reason that um, I just stated, even though that, uh, you know, I believe, like I say, um, tech is 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 just going to be a little overmatched on the O-line this year. Um, but I do believe that, you know, tech can compete with Georgia. I don't think that Georgia is just a big brother. Uh, you know, I believe tech can keep, compete with Georgia, but I think this year, you know, UGA is just a little too strong for a team that's rebuilding, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, I would love to say that I think Georgia Tech would uh, go beat Georgia by 20, 30 points. Quite <laughs> frankly, it's not going to happen. Um, Kirby Smart has done a really good job so far getting some really good players in. Um, Jake Fromm is a good quarterback. Uh, that defense is best I've seen at Georgia in a while. Um, and this is Tech's first year new coach, pretty much new everything. Um, if they do somehow pull something off, we will definitely celebrate. But at this point, I, I, I wouldn't bet anything on it. All right. Well, I'm gonna give you my humble opinion. Of what's going to end up happening? I might be somewhere crying and mad because <laughs> Ohio State might end up being Michigan. <laughs> so. I don't know. I I don't like because that weekend. That's the same weekend that um that um Ohio State and Michigan play. So I don't even have a chance mm -hmm. to watch the um clean old fashioned hate game. So yeah, but, uh, but imagine sorry. being from Georgia and not watching Georgia and Georgia Tech, so you can watch Michigan and Whew. okay. Whew. Anyway, man. All right, let's go in the let's go in the chat. Uh, Jr. Clark, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Um, he also uh, worked with Pound, Pound for Pound with Toby D. Y'all go check them out, please. Go subscribe to their channel, Pound for Pound. All right. Um, man, Mike, what's good, man? He in he in the chat. He he's also a Bulldog fan, so he pretty much said, "No, this show boring." I know it is, man. I know, I know you don't. I know you don't like. Look, man. I know you don't like Georgia Tech, but we appreciate the support, man. That's all I care about, you, man. You supporting, you supporting, man. I appreciate it. All right. Um, also, Jr. Justin Clark. He said, um, "It's easy to recruit when you run a modern offense." That is true. And he also said, six pretty much if you win six games." That, that's easy to get you a bowl bid. It might not be the bowl game you want, but it gets you the bowl game we won last year either. So hey, it, <laughs> hey, it gets you a bowl. It gets you a bowl bid. Hey, the players they get to go on a vacation, and you know, hey, uh, 
Matt might he say it depends whether or not his zone scheme or more power scheme. All right. Um, he also said if they will be trash on defense. I'm thinking he's talking about Drake Tech. <laughs> yeah, I think he's talking about Tech. Yeah. All right. And um, pound for pound, and um, Foskey, they both said UGA is going to end up being Tech. So, wow, where where are all the Tech people at? Where y'all at? Y'all post came come watch the video with us. I shared it. Look, now this, this I say is, we'll probably get a lot of people watching later. Yeah, I know Look. it's not going on tonight. So now I have to say. The AJC, you know, I've been reading the AJC for years. The AJC gets a ton of backlash for being heavy UGA, being heavy UGA, and not enough tech. You know, I, I just have to say on our own platform, there are more UGA fans in the city, and they're more passionate, and for lack of a better term, tech gets the button-up reserve crowd, and UGA is the frat boy drinking crowd. The UGA... UGA fan base in the media in this city seems to reach out and accept more than tech. Um, and I can say, you know, I, I can't speak for the AJC, but even on our own platform, you know, we, we get much more Bulldog fans than tech fans. I don't have a problem with tech at all. Being matter of fact, I said this last week, I want UGA to beat tech, but if the game at the end of the year meant more for Tech, I want Tech to, to win. So basically, if Tech could go into a bigger bowl, if Tech could go to a national championship, I'd never want them to lose to Georgia in in that sense, you know. But generally, you know, I I, I guess I want Georgia to win a little more, but I certainly don't dislike Tech, and I'm rooting for them every Saturday. Look, this is what I think, man. This is what I this is what I say, and I know I'm living in a fairy tale if I say this, <laughs> but Let's take Michigan out of the equation, okay? All right. I want Michigan to go to the National Championship every year. That I'm a fan. That's just how I'm supposed to believe. But as a AT alien, I always thought that, you know, especially on this new national championship um college football, college football playoff system. What if Tech and UGA meet up in the national championship? That'd be a great, that'd be a great day for Atlanta's. Um Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. if the game was they hosted were, at Mercedes Benz. Yeah, they would have to both be undefeated when they played, and then one would have to lose, mm -hmm. and they would have to still win in the SEC or ACC championship the next week. But it could happen. Yeah. But, could no, happen. but, but, have but yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Tech gonna have to go undefeated to even get in. Mm -hmm. Get into it. Get into it. Mm -hmm. UGA can they can they can take an L to Tech and then beat Alabama in the SEC championship. Can everybody know SEC yeah. championship game? That that's pretty much the national championship right there. All right. Truth so there for a second, because I think Tech could take that loss. Uh go into the ACC championship, beat Clemson after already yeah. having to have beaten Clemson earlier in the season because they're the permanent mm -hmm. rival. So like I think either yeah. way that you could still I mean, be it. Because you got to think, it's the last game of the season. Mm -hmm. So if Georgia and Georgia Tech are both undefeated at the, the last game of the season, they're going to be in the top four. Right. You know, it's going to be in the top. They're not going to be outside of five because you don't normally have that many power fives undefeated at that point. Mm -hmm. So uh, it could happen. Um, I believe it's a long, super, super long shot. But, yeah, it can happen. Don, yeah. I think if they were both undefeated right. when they met. 
But going back to what we said, man, we want all Atlanta teams to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have Tech fans. Yeah, we have Bulldog fans. But hey, it, you know, as far as Atlanta, man, it's, it's one love. We we all we all go root. So if Tech goes to the national championship and Georgia on the outside looking in, you know, you know, we go support. You know, you should support. <laughs> we all we all Georgia. You know, we all in the state. So. And ain't like it's it's not like it's you know Mets or or, or Saints or you know or Washington Wizards or anything like that. It's we all in the same state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's like I said, it's a little different for me and, and and probably for Ben as well because I personally know some players on the team and their parents. Mm-hmm. So anytime that 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 like I'm always rooting for those kids and some of these parents and my friends. So I'm always rooting for those kids, even if they're playing my favorite school. Hey, I'm rooting for that kid because I want to see that kid do good. Because some of these kids I've known since they were they were little kids playing with my son, you know, and I'm watching them now like, man, the kid's over at so-and-so now. You know, I want to name drop, but, you know, it's, 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 I'm, I'm going to always support and root because it's going to always be a vested interest, a personal interest of people on the team anyway. Yeah, this what um, this what uh, Toby D just said. Uh, he said he agreed with everything you just said, Coach. But he also said you uh, you would need to be undefeated and be respected by the community. He pretty much talking about tech. Yeah. He said there are politics involved. We already know the uh, the college football playoff system is is all politics. How how your state get into the um? And yes, I'm taking my Michigan <laughs> fandom out the way. But when you lose to Iowa, an un, un, <laughs> unranked team. And you lose to them by twenty some points, like why? And you no, you should not be nowhere near the um the um playoffs. I'm sorry, but um he said Tech hasn't reached that level yet, which I which the the scenario I came up with Tech gonna have to go undefeated just to get into it, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but let's uh wrap up um Tech football. Let's just talk talk about baseball because that's. That's what we need to be talking about right now. Um, we know they clinched the um, ACC Coastal Division title, but however, they they lost today against North Carolina uh, in the ACC Championship game, added to. So, what's your thoughts? Yeah, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on that, uh, Ben? Uh, well, they were definitely uh, disappointing today. Uh, lost ten to two. Um, yeah, that was not a fun game. Uh, it's been a fun season though. Um, 40 win season, and a lot of that was from the offense. Uh, I know we were talking before the show. Um, like, Deck really just hasn't had the pitching all year to be as good as they are, which is really odd. Um, so, one of the big changes that they made coming into the season, they hired a new hitting coach, uh, James Ramsey, I believe it was at Florida State last year. And the work that he's done with the team has really shown. Uh, one of the guys that I know that uh, really improved. Uh, uh, Nick Wilhite, who last season batted 170-something and was one of Tech's top hitters this year, uh, hitting over 300. Kyle McCann came out, had another great year, stepping in for Joey Bart behind the plate. Michael Goldberg hit 370. Uh, Tristan English, who was one of like two or three decent pitchers that we have, uh, did a good job pitching and then also came out to the plate, hit 300, hit 17 home runs. Uh I was super impressed with what the offense was able to do this year. I just wish the pitching staff was able to keep up. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, even though we didn't win the um the conference, hey, we still have the tournament, the road to Omaha. That is true. And then also the road to Omaha, it gotta come through Atlanta. The yep. news just got the news just came out. Yep. Hey, more things we're hosting. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Uh, Georgia Tech is hosting a regional. Uh, we'll we'll see how they do. They're going to be leaning on that offense, though, because uh, personally, I haven't seen enough of the pitching to believe that the pitching can get us to Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, so offense is really going to have to show up and probably win some games ten to nine and just hope for the best. Yeah. Yep. I hey I hey I hope we can make it, man. I, I oh, just, me too. I, me too. So <laughs> I, I wanna. Huh, I, I'm I'm looking at the notes here, and I have another interesting question for both of y'all. Okay. Uh, tech bigger legacy in basketball or football? Football. Yeah, football. I'd say football. Say football. Okay. Uh, just because you can look, just like at the history of the program. I mean, you've got awards named after former coaches like John Heisman, Bobby Dodd, um, one of the oldest yeah. stadiums in the country. Like Georgia That's Tech a is a historic point. program. Um, yeah. One is very revolutionary. You had uh, obviously Heisman, who invented the forward pass. Bobby Dodd during the uh, mid to late forties, going into the fifties had one of the best programs in the country obviously not as much lately um kind of after uh bobby dodd things kind of started to come down a little bit after getting out of the sec um but you have that and over on basketball like we had a final four appearance several years ago 15 i think uh back in 2004 2004 yeah Uh, yeah but they They've they haven't been good since. Um, <laughs> I, I'm hoping Pastner can get that turned around. Um, we'll see if that happens. Yeah, but Tech always known for for uh, like far as the basketball program back then. You know, a lot of you know NBA. They they put out a lot of NBA products. Mm-hmm. So, and um, nowadays it's not as much. Like you had Chris Bosh a few years ago, and Mom. Sh- uh, Schubert, uh, Schumpert. Mm-hmm. Nick uh, Y'all forgot about Nick Van Nelson? Yeah. Uh, then right now, the um, BJ Elder. Yeah. Uh, Josh Okogie uh, yeah. just came out a couple years ago playing for Minnesota. Then really wish we'd had him last season, but he's obviously doing fine for himself. Got that first round draft pick and did really well up in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, just I. I, I'm, I, I don't understand, you know, fo- football, I do understand, mm-hmm. but basketball, I mean, you bring in two to three guys, maybe four, I just don't understand how we aren't able to recruit at a high level in basketball. We play in the ACC, we're downtown Atlanta, and I just can't understand why I'm not you know seeing why? more Chris Bosch, Marberries, um, Kenny Anderson, why the D three? Why aren't I seeing those guys coming to Tech anymore? You know why? You know why? Do you want to know why? If you look at like, say, for instance, I am a high school basketball player. 
okay, and I'm ready mm -hmm. to sign to a school, and I'm a top recruit, all right, and I'm looking at, yeah, Georgia Tech, Atlanta, okay, I know what's in Atlanta, but you got to look at who you play, who you got to play in the conference. You got to play, okay, hold on, you got to play Duke, North Carolina, Wake Forest. That's um, yeah, I mean, I think you can take it further than that. Like, you look at those schools, like, those schools are regularly putting people in the NBA. Exactly. Whereas Georgia Tech yeah. has put Josh Okoge in the NBA, and other than him, nobody yeah. recently. So, like, you want yeah, you to play for Coach K? You want to play for, um, for Passner? Like, that's another thing. <laughs> Like to yeah, get I mean, I want to play for Coach K, but everybody can't play for Coach K. So I don't understand how we don't get, you know, Coach K, Coach K is signing guys in the top 25 of rankings. What about those guys 25 to 50? You know, we, we can't get any of those guys. And I, I, I just don't understand it, man. I, I don't get I don't it either. Um, it. Especially, it's especially for the amount of basketball players that are coming out of Georgia. And for that matter, UGA as well. You, you're looking on TV and you're seeing these top guys. You look in the NBA draft and you're like, man, I know he was from Georgia. I know he was from Georgia. You're looking at any college game on Saturday and it was like he's from Atlanta. And you're like, man, how did he get all the way to there? Like, he had to ride through downtown. Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand either, man. It's, you know. It's something that, you know, those schools, Tech and UGA, they're going to have to just, you know, get their recruiting recruits, man, uh, they recruit harder, man, for these players. You know, do something, you know, on the rise of being staying legal, you know, you can't do nothing. You can't be giving these players Camaros and stuff like that. I know schools do still do that. Let's keep it real. <laughs> but, hey, they got to they gotta they bring them up to, to, to uh, keep these players at home, man. But speaking of I hate to bring his name in this sense real quick though, but Ben, um, you know, I know that uh I hate that. Well, Daryl LaBerry, he got in a little trouble over at yeah. Tech, and Daryl LaBerry is actually an elementary school friend of mine. Daryl, me and Daryl grew up together. We actually went to uh Bob Methods Elementary School in Decatur, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I know I knew Daryl personally. Yeah. Hmm. Oh geez. Yeah. Um Ever since that, tech recruiting has not quite been the same. Not that it was yeah. uh, that great at that point, but he exactly. he was the best recruiter that we had. And losing him was – it's been tough. Um, they actually did bring in one guy, um, a transfer, probably a couple of weeks ago, uh, Bubba Parham from uh, Virginia Military. Uh, shot okay. almost 40% from the three-point line last year. Um, personally, I'm hoping he can have a similar impact that Adam Smith did when he transferred um, a few years ago. Uh, it really just took the offense to another level, and we were a little bit more competitive than we had been. I'm not saying we're going to go to the tournament, but maybe we'll we'll win some games in the ACC. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of the basketball program, um, Josh Passner, uh, we know what happened with him. Uh, this past basketball season, I guess he was. Um, it was accusations that came out of some assaulting, uh, sexual assaulting charges, mm -hmm. and um, turns out that that was pretty much a lie. Now he's turning around and suing them. Now, yeah. go ahead, speak on that. Uh, speak on that, man. 
Uh, the uh, Arizona state prosecutor brought up fraud charges against uh, Ron Bell, who is the uh, person who initially accused Josh Pastner of these uh, of the sexual assault allegations. Uh, they actually brought up fraud charges against him and his girlfriend, uh, who was the one who was um, allegedly assaulted. Um, so personally, I hope this kind of helps all of this finally move on and get this weight of um, the allegations off the off the program so Pastner can finally focus on recruiting and winning games. Because uh, I feel yeah. like for far too long, the whole Ron Bell saga has just been weighing on him, both professionally and personally. Because like he knew him. He, Pastner and Ron Bell had known each other going back to when he was at Memphis. Uh, so it's just it, it's been a long time, and hopefully it's almost. Hopefully it's past. Yeah, but will you do you think this this gray cloud, a black cloud? We know he didn't do it, mm-hmm. but it's still attention and it's still a distraction. Yeah. Will you think this will affect uh, the basketball program this upcoming season, the 2019-2020? Uh, if anything, it means that. Uh, it'll affect it for the better with it finally starting to pass. People realizing, hmm, maybe this guy wasn't telling the truth, um, especially if the fraud charges stick and he does end up getting convicted. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure Josh Patton is the guy, though. I mean, I just... I won't argue that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just, you know. I don't I, know that Tech is in a place to hire another basketball coach right now. Uh, I know they're yeah. in the middle of uh, trying to finish up their uh, 2020 athletic initiative. Uh, last I checked, they were pretty close. I want to say they're like 85 or $90 million. Um, but after having just gone through a coaching search that they weren't expecting, uh, mm-hmm. having to also go through a basketball coaching search after – Finally, getting done paying the last two coaches, it, yeah. it's not a good time. Like, it may very well be 2021, 2022 before you see Tech trying to find another basketball coach. That's if, you know, if, he's, if, if he does well this year. Yeah, I mean, if Pastor turns it around, I, I said yeah. keep him on. I mean, from all accounts, he's, he's a great guy. Um, he just hasn't had the success that you want to see. Yeah. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. 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 All right. Anybody in the chat, do y'all have anything to say on what we just talked about uh, as far as the Georgia Tech athletics, like the basketball program, the football program, the baseball program? Sorry, type your final thoughts. Yeah. Pound for pound was this. uh, He was saying that uh, they will have to be undefeated and respected by the community. Uh, no politics involved, and tech hasn't reached that level yet. And yeah, he, about, he, he, he was talking about what we were talking about the first Georgia mm-hmm. getting uh-huh. to the uh, college exactly. playoff yeah. and tech. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, uh, to that, I will say, uh, with two wins over a top ranked Clemson, I think that would give them the respect they needed. Yeah, um, I mean, people, let's not forget because I remember when Florida State first got into the ACC, and they didn't lose. I, I matter of fact, I remember the first time they lost the game was that Thursday night at uh, Virginia where Warwick Dunn got stopped on the one-and-a-half-yard line. I'm showing my age a little bit. I remember that game. But Georgia Tech went 
I, you know, I don't want to throw the number out there, but they went several years without losing the game in the ACC until Virginia stepped up and challenged them. Mm-hmm. So everybody who's looking at uh, Clemson right now is the big bad, you know, uh, step your game up. Yeah. Step your game up and reach them. You know, you got you to you go reach them. And then in the early, like pretty much in the early 2000s, I'll say all the way to like 2009, like Tech was always that dark horse in the ACC. Like you didn't know you like you can just chalk a, a W over them. Like they can come out and they can like just beat you. Because I remember when they, had, when they had Reggie Ball on the team, and then they had um, Megatron. I uh, forgot about Megatron. Yeah, like you know, Chan Gailey squad. Mm-hmm. My worst yeah. memory as a Tech fan is the, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're uh, gonna say. <laughs> what the 2006 ACC championship? Oh, oh no, I wasn't even going to say that. Okay. I was thinking, okay. <laughs> uh, I think it was 2006, uh, the ACC championship game where we lost to Wake Forest. Uh, both teams held under uh, or scored single digits with a team that had Calvin Johnson on it. I'm just like, how do you? You don't even get ten points when you've got one of the best receivers of all time on your team. All time. Hey man, it's just like in the two thousand look. The 2011 Falcon season, man, we went and played New York, and we only scored two points. Like, it, it be like that sometimes, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, it be like that sometimes. But, yeah, I don't think anybody else said anything in the chat, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Um, ben, go ahead and um, plug all your information again for everybody who's listening. All right. Uh, well, you can find our website, uh, fromtherumbleseat.com. You can uh, – also, follow me on Twitter at FTRSBen or follow the website at FTRSBlog. You can also like us on Facebook at From the Rumble Seat. All right. And thank y'all for having me on. All right, Mar- I appreciate it. Mario, any last words? No, man. Uh, hey, do not take unprescribed medicine. Just know. <laughs> Donna know tell you why I had a health scare yesterday. Do not take unprescribed medicine. <laughs> that's my word for this week. Exactly. That's that's a ama- that's a major, man. Don't ever do that. All right. Um <clears throat> hopefully everybody enjoy the rest of their um Memorial Day weekend. Um, like once again, if you if you didn't watch the show live and you watching it later, uh please comment in the comment section. Please share this video with um, friends, family, and uh, significant others. Please hit that like button, and please hit that subscribe button if you haven't subscribed to our channel. As always, come home. It's your hometown sports podcast. On that note, y'all have a great evening. See y'all next week.